0: From NPR and WNYC, this is Ask Me Another live from the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and joining me is our house musician, Jonathan Colton. What do you say we get this puzzle started?
1: That sounds like a good idea.
0: Let me introduce our first two contestants. We have Alex Claps and Danny Arico. Hi. 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 Thank you so much for joining us. Alex, uh, I hear you're a big theater and music geek and a production manager at NYU. That's true. Fantastic. Uh, what's your favorite musical? Kiss of the Spider Woman. Ooh, good answer already. And, Danny, uh, you're an author that likes to write in rhyme. Do you have a sample rhyme that's a favorite?
2: Sure, but I write for kids, so this one isn't for kids, but...
0: Okay. <laughs> I, I like that you uh, prefer that. It's not it. scandalous
2: or anything. <laughs> Rhyming is a fickle game. It ebbs before it flows. Is it brilliant? Is it lame? The trick is no one knows. Oh, nice! <laughs> that
1: totally rhymes. That
0: was a, that, and, and clearly inappropriate for children. Children <laughs> would be scandalized. All right, we're starting off with a little number we call adult young fiction. We're going to give you famous titles of books for children or young adults, but we've swapped out the words for fancy $10 synonyms. For example, have you read Dr. Seuss's classic book, The Tabby in the Chapeau? You might know it as The Cat in the Hat, okay? So contestants, ring in when you know the answer. Where the barbarous entities abide... Danny.
2: Where the Wild Things Are?
0: Correct. Emerald, ova, and haunch. Danny.
1: Green Eggs and Ham?
0: Green Eggs and Ham. (laughs) Uh, Those are my tax attorneys, by the way. (laughs) The ghostly fee collection birth. Danny gave me a puzzled look and Alex not happy either. Couple more seconds. It's.
1: The Phantom Tollbooth?
0: Danny with the Phantom Tollbooth. That is correct. (laughs) You are in the kingdom of wisdom. The feline, the enchantress, and the chiffonier. Danny.
1: The lion, the witch, and the wardrobe?
0: That is correct. I'm not sure my buzzer works. You're not sure your buzzer works? I'm not sure my buzzer works. You want to give it a shot? It works. You have time, Alex. You have time. So let's see how this one goes. The conferring topiary. The Alex. The secret garden. That is incorrect. I'm sorry. The conferring topiary. You
2: could g- tell me what a topiary is. That would help.
0: <laughs> uh, does anyone know the answer?
3: The tree.
0: The Giving Tree. That is correct. Topiary tree. Which, by the way, I think is one of the saddest books I've ever read. It's a
1: terrible (laughs) book, and that tree needs to get a little self-respect.
0: Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) (laughs) The tree gives and gives. The boy takes and takes. And at the end, the boy goes, I just took everything. And the tree goes, yep.
3: Yep. That's how it goes.
0: Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Your next question. A corrugation in chronology. Alex. A wrinkle in time. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> the immoderately voracious lepidopteran. <phone rings> Alex. The hungry, hungry caterpillar. Hmm. The very hungry caterpillar. There you go. Very good. <laughs> Were you thinking about hungry, hungry hippos I and you got I excited? Did. <laughs> The diminutive dynamo that proved proficient. Danny. The little engine that could. The little engine that could. That is correct. So, Danny, you are our winner of this first round. Congratulations. You'll be moving on to our Ask Me one more final round at the end of the show. Another hand for Alex, a great contestant and contender. Thank you. Jonathan, you got that guitar and everything. Yeah. Would you like to play a little something
3: for us?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, this, is, uh, this is my attempt at uh, children's literature, The Princess Who Saved Herself. Was a castle by a waterfall With a pink and purple wall And a princess living there She had no parents and was all alone She got by on her own And she liked it pretty well Cause she never wore socks She had a pet snake She bought a red guitar And she ate a whole cake And there wasn't anybody there to tell her what to do So she did what she wanted to Everybody knew the story Of the princess who saved herself the princess who saved herself Was a dragon with a pointy tail He was bigger than a whale And his breath was terrible scared the princess when he came around Tried to burn the castle down Till she caught him by his tail And she tied him to a tree The dragon couldn't fly She told him he was mean And it made the dragon cry When she finally apologized She offered him some tea He accepted it graciously now he visits every weekend with the princess who saved us all. The princess who saved us all. Thank you.
0: Let's bring up our next two fearless contestants. We have Diana Tenery and Samantha Boardman. Woo! Woo!
3: Yeah.
0: Diana, you are a hardcore. Competitive bridge player. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> That's not how a bridge player talks about themselves, Diana. I know that you're the real thing. So watch it, Samantha. You got some, you got some big heat over here, all right? But, Diana, I want you to know that Samantha is a voice actress. And, matter of fact, you can hear her when you call 311 in New York City, as she is the voice. <laughs> Thank you. Can you give me a? Li- so what do you say when we call? What, what does your voice say? Uh, it,
3: it's uh, like, welcome to 311 in New York City. We're here to help, but if it's an emergency, call 911,
0: and then it, it goes into alternate side, et etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. You're, you're
0: not you. really selling it, Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> but that is you. It is. Yeah, it is. All right. Yeah. We're gonna play some games with you that I think they're gonna be able to deal well with.
1: I, I hope. I hope so. Jonathan, we're, what is the game? We're going to do some genetic engineering. We're going to merge the names of two celebrities to create a new mega-celebrity. We call this game Celebrity Crossbreeds. So (laughs) here's an example. If I merged the singer of Candle in the Wind with the mobster nicknamed the Dapper Don, you would get Elton John Gotti. (laughs) So you see, it's Elton John and John Gotti. The last name of the first celebrity is the first name of the second celebrity.
0: Saturday night's all right for fighting. That's that's right.
1: <laughs> in this case, it is particularly all right for fighting. That's right. Uh, so whoever gets more right, we'll move on to our final round at the end of the show. Are you ready?
3: Ready, definitely.
1: He spent a Saturday in detention with the Breakfast Club, followed by 27 years in prison for fighting apartheid. Samantha.
3: Judd Nelson Mandela.
1: That's right. <laughs> This perennial NBA All-Star has led the L.A. Lakers to five championships while co-hosting NBC's Today Show with Jane Pauley. Diana.
0: Kobe Bryant Gumbel?
1: Yes. This rapper won two Grammys as a member of the Fugees, but he received the Nobel Prize in Literature as a leading exponent of French existentialism. (laughs) Samantha.
2: Who is club Jean-Paul Sartre?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fantastic, yeah.
0: Awesome. Gone till November is just a meaningless construct of time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> In the King's Speech, this Academy Award-winning actor played an inflammatory conservative radio talk show host fighting his addiction to oxycodone. Diana.
0: Jeffrey Rush Limbaugh. That's right. They are tied.
1: It is all tied up. Very exciting. This Hawaiian singer is best known for his rendition of Tiny Bubbles, as well as his leadership of the Communist Party of Vietnam. (laughs) Diana.
2: Don
0: Ho Chi Minh.
2: That's right.
3: (laughs)
0: That's just wrong. It's fun to say, though, right? It's just I
3: love
1: wrong. <laughs> you're, you're right. It's wrong in a lot of ways. <laughs> her experience winning the individual and team gold medals in the 2012 London Olympics inspired her humorous science fiction novel, The Hitchhiker's Guide to Gymnastics. Diana.
3: Gabby Douglas Adams?
1: Yes.
0: I'm impressed.
1: His breakout performance of Mama Said Knock You Out on MTV Unplugged came as a shock after his decades as the megalomaniacal director of the FBI. (laughs) Samantha.
2: Who is LL Cool J Edgar Hoover. Yes.
1: (laughs)
0: And uh, you should just, uh, everyone should get a point for saying LL Cool J Edgar Hoover <laughs> in their brain. Uh, Diana, you won by one point. That was a very <laughs> close match. You'll be moving on to our Ask Me One More Final Round at the end of the show. Well done. That was very fun. It was I very liked fun. I like that. And those they were excellent. We Yeah, I didn't think anyone would get the uh, Wyclef. Jean Scha- I know, but that was incredible. Yeah. All right, LL Cool, extraordinaire. Coming up later, we have Rosie Schapp joining us as our VIP. That's very important, puzzler. She's had a lot of odd jobs in her life. Author, ordained minister, bartender, and fortune teller. So I ask you this: a person who practices tasomancy predicts the future by doing what? The answer to come when we put Rosie Schapp in the puzzle hot seat. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another.
3: Went to the fortune teller, had my fortune read. I didn't know what to tell her, I had a dizzy feeling in my head. She took a look at my palm, she said, a son, you feel She looked into a crystal ball, she said you're in love.
0: Listening to Ask Me Another, NPR show for the know it all in all of us. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and joining me on stage is our puzzle guru, John Chinesky. Hi, everybody.
2: It's great to be back. Hi. Welcome back.
0: And the man with the shiny guitar, Jonathan Colton. Hello. Now, John. Before the break, we noted that our VIP, Rosie Schapp has worked as an ordained minister, a bartender. She's an author and a fortune teller. That's right. And we asked about fortune tellers who practice tassomancy. Yes. Yeah, John, what, what is tassomancy?
2: Well, if you recognize the word tass as being French for cup, you might think that tassomancers or tass, whatever they're called, tassomancy, people who practice tassomancy, use cups to foretell the future by reading tea leaves or coffee grounds or, very appropriate for Rosie Schaap, wine sediment.
0: Ah, <laughs> wine sediment. Your fortune is you need more wine <laughs> if you get to the sentiment. Okay, very good. Well, let's, uh, let's bring up our next two contestants, shall we? Let's do. Here they are. We have Dory Green and David Steinberg.
3: Hi. Hi.
0: Sorry, I give you props being a pediatric dentist. <laughs> Big props. And you like to build stuff. I do like to build stuff. Recently, you were in a costume contest of sorts. Did you win? No. Okay, what <laughs> did you... Actu- we
1: actually uh, spent a little too much time in the bar ourselves and missed the contest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, what did you build? Uh, I built a working CNC. A working CNC? Yeah,
3: like, you know, the kid's toy. Yeah. The, you know, the cow says...
0: Yeah, there you so go. So if you press the thing, it said moo. And I had a
1: big crank. You know, people could come up to me and pull my lever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. And uh, you ended up hanging out too much in the bar and didn't even make it in. I get it, because too many people were cranking on the lever, buying you drinks. I get how that works. <laughs> All right. Excellent. And David, uh, you work as, at the college admissions office. I do. But you have an interesting little, I would say, skill. That as a kid, you would memorize big words backwards and forwards to remember them, perhaps? Uh, It was a way to pass time in class in in high school. Weird. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Can you demonstrate? Sure. Um, Well, the longest word that I know is pneumono ultramaroscopic silicovolcano coniosis, and backwards is siswaino kanaklevo silipsisorsi marloano mump.
3: Wow. It's weird. (laughs) Wow.
0: That is really impressive. Thank you. I'm not sure of that. Yeah, I don't know what you would do with that, but it's cool. Zero. (laughs) Zero. Uh, No, I love that. All right, so let's find out about our next game. John, what are we playing?
2: This game is called Compound Interest. We're going to give you three words. You have to give us a common word that you can place before each of those words to make three compound words. For example, if I gave you the clue box, horn, lace, you would say shoe, because that would give you shoebox, shoehorn, and shoelace. Now the contestant who gets more right moves on to our final round at the end of the show. Ready? Yep. Here we go. First one is board, flake, plow. Snow?
0: Sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, well, you
1: fixed that right after you. I
0: could not have done that more wrong. That's okay. It that was like... It was fine. You, the you said the answer, you ding the bell, and uh, it all worked that out. Was, that was a disaster. I'm that, sorry. That was fine. <laughs> All right, it's okay. It's okay. It
2: it would have been worse (laughs) if the answer was wrong, but you did get the right answer. It's okay. How
0: about number two? I'll do better next time. All right, (laughs) you're fine, Dory. You're all good. Come out of that shame spiral. Come out of that shame spiral. (laughs) You're all good.
2: Let's try boat guard saver. David, light. Light? No, not light. I didn't say saver, (laughs) did I? I didn't say saver. Show is geeky. It's not that geeky. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, board. Laver. Sorry, boat, guard, saver. Blank boat, blank guard, blank saver. Life. L- l- what I have to ring, jing ring it again? In again? Well, you might as well. <laughs> Get used to it. Life? <laughs> yes, life is right. Two for Dory. Good. Okay. The next is do, comb, and moon. Do is de- Yes? Hair? No.
3: That's... Your hair, moon. Oh, I don't know what a hair so moon like is. Yeah. never seen
2: one of those. I, I, I will explain to you <gasps> the do is D E W. Do, comb, and moon. No?
0: Okay.
2: No guesses. Anybody know the answer? Honey. <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart. That's very Honey. nice. Uh, okay. Uh. Let's go on to the next Castle, Storm, Box. blank castle, blank storm, blank box. I can feel your brains
0: working. I can feel them. I know it's hard.
2: I'll give you a hint. It's not the kind of castle you can live in.
0: It's not the kind of box you can live in either.
2: (laughs) (laughs) White? White. (laughs) I could live in a white castle. I don't know about you.
0: White storm. White box, correct. <laughs> That's a great answer.
2: Thank you. I try. Who else knows the answer? Sand, Sand is right. Sand. Uh. You'll get this one. Here we go. Oh boy. <laughs> Let's try play, shoe, radish. Horse. Horse is right. Very good. Let's go with cup, fingers, milk. Blank cup, blank fingers, blank milk.
0: It was yelled out during that commercial for operation. (laughs) $1,000 fee. $1,000 fee cup, $1,000 fee fingers, yeah, $1,000 fee milk.
2: I'll tell you another word that this can go in front of is churn. Butter. Butter's right. Okay. (laughs) Let's try pile, pot, and broker. (laughs) Stock. Stock is right, Dory. Way to go. Dory, you're our winner. You did
0: it. Thank you so much, much, David. Give them a hand, our contestants. We are looking for a few brave souls in our radio audience who'd like to be contestants on our future shows. So if you think you have the puzzle chops, reach us on Twitter or Facebook at NPR Ask Me Another or you can send us an old-fashioned email at askmeanother at npr.org, and we'll send you a quiz to see if you know your stuff. <laughs> Moving on, here are our next two contestants. We have Eric Lynn and Chuck Petrucione. We are very happy to have you. Let me ask you this. Eric, how do you feel about the band Queen? They're the king. Good
2: answer. Nice.
0: I like the way you think. Chuck, how do you feel about the song, We Will Rock You?
2: Well, What a great song they had there, uh, Queen. Yeah? We rock you, yes. (laughs) They rocked me.
0: Did they rock you? Well, Well, you're about to be rocked. And we hope the listeners at home especially love it, because after this next game, you won't be able to get it out of your head for at least a week. Apologies in advance. Jonathan, are you ready?
1: I believe I am. For this number, I'm going to need some assistance from the studio audience. So if you could provide the foot stomping and clapping. Not, just hold on. Maybe we should get somebody else. I know.
0: Not just random foot stomping and clapping. Very exciting. Not just,
1: not just shuffling noisy stomping and clapping. We're looking for a very specific stomp, stomp, clap uh, that is in the song. Um, uh, if you are listening at home and you're in your kitchen, feel free to stomp along. If you are listening in the car, I would not recommend stomping your feet. <laughs> uh, the way this is going to work is I'm going to sing We Will Rock You with some reworked lyrics, and embedded in those lyrics are clues about a famous rock. <laughs> there, there, there are only a few of them in the world, but they're famous rocks.
0: There's, there's seven, as it turns out. Yes, that's There right. are seven.
1: Uh, so ring in after the last line and tell us Which rock we are talking about? Are you ready?
0: Yes. Eric and Chuck look so serious right now. It's a serious business. I understand. This (laughs) this is Queen.
1: Okay, you ready, audience? Buddy, you're a block in a castle, sitting on a wall in the south end of Ireland. You get kissed on your face. You big disgrace. Spreading that gab all over the place. Uh, Blarney. That is correct. Well, <laughs>
0: yep. Oh, stone. Blarney stone, go. yes.
1: I, I knew you were, you were talking about a kind of rock because otherwise.
0: <laughs> Blarney rock.
1: <Ooh>. Oh boy. <laughs> Buddy, you're a rock in the northeast by the rough seaside named for an English town. Got a year on your face, you big distress. Pilgrim settled right next to your base Chuck Plymouth Rock
3: You got it
1: (laughs) I just want to point out That all of the rocks in this game Are a big disgrace They are really
3: (laughs) They're disgusting
1: They're disgusting rocks Shame on them Buddy, you're an old stone, black stone Found you in Egypt and you shook up the world that day Hieroglyphs on your face, you big disgrace Used by linguists all over the
2: place The Rosetta Stone yes, right. <laughs> we, both, we both had
3: it yeah. on the tip of our I tongue. could
1: see you guys struggling, you yeah. were both thrashing around like you knew it <laughs>
0: Eric, oh. I thought you were going to punch him or something. Yeah. Like.
1: Buddy, you're a big group of boulders Standing in the roundabout 50 centuries old The sun pokes through your face, you big disgrace Druids run around, you looking for mates. Not an actual rhyme at the end there <laughs>
3: I'm
1: blanking
0: Eric. Stonehenge.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Buddy, you're a rock in the Black Hills carved with dynamite and you're in a famous Hitchcock scene for guys on your face. You big disgrace. I guess South Dakota's not such a dull place. Eric. Uh, Mount Rushmore. That is correct. <laughs> Buddy, you're a rock A funny rock playing SNL, gonna be a big star someday. Hold a mic to your face, your big disgrace, doing your stand up all over the place.
2: I think it was Eric. Uh, No, I got the double buzz. Yeah, Chuck. Chris Rock. Chris Rock is right. We have a tie. That means we go to the tiebreaker, and that's me. Here we go. Answer this question. Queen Elizabeth II has a very expensive set of rocks called the crown jewels. In what notorious British fortress are the crown jewels kept for safekeeping? Eric. Uh, Tower of London? Tower of London is correct. All right. Just
0: by a hair, Eric, you'll be moving on to our final round at the end of the show. Thank you so much. You guys were fantastic. And have another hand for Jonathan Colton bringing us a rocking of rocks. Thank you. Jonathan, do you have a song for our winner?
1: Uh, I do. This is a song for our winner and indeed for all winners everywhere. (laughs) I've paid my dues time after time I've done my sentence but committed no crime Bad mistakes, I've made a few. I've had my sheriff's hand kicked in my face, but I've come through. We are the champions, my friend. We'll keep on fighting till the end. We are the champions. We are the champions. No time for losers, because we are the champions. I can't
0: remember the last time I saw a lighter in a bar. That was very (laughs) exciting. That was very exciting. Okay, in front of me right now are our next two contestants, the writer, editor, and word game junkie, Natalia Laverick. Hello. Welcome. (laughs) And Mike Knocknagel, a math professor for chefs. That's correct. Interesting. That sounds like a very cool job. Happy to have you. Thank you. Okay, so this is a game
2: called From A to Z. Oh, again, we're going to do this again with the thing, the Canadian thing? Please. It's not a
0: Canadian thing. It's how people talk properly. A to Z. Are you a
2: boot finished with that.
0: <laughs> All righty. The rules are simple. We're going to give you a clue, and you're going to give us an answer whose first letter is A and whose last letter is Z. Thank you. Okay? And it could be about a word, a person, a place, whatever. Got it? Got, Got it. it. Okay. Here's your first question. It's the island simply known as The Rock. Natalia. Alcatraz. Correct. It was basically the only rock we had left (laughs) to talk about. The celebrity photographer who shot the iconic Rolling Stone magazine cover of Yoko Ono and a naked John Lennon. Mike.
2: Annie Leibovitz.
0: That is correct. Well done. Thank you. It's a Spanish food often served con pollo. A rose. <laughs> Thank you, Natalia. A rose is right. See. Si. See. Si? <laughs> okay, now you're going a little off book for me. Careful. A five letter word that's a synonym of humming. Hmm. Hmm. Mike. A buzz? Yes. yes. I know.
2: The audience a is a buzz.
0: That's a fancy word. Uh, The New York Yankees slugger who was surprisingly benched during the 2012 playoffs. Mike.
2: Alex Rodriguez.
0: Alex Rodriguez is correct. I don't understand how anyone feels about that guy. Um, A three-letter word that's a hand tool used to cut and shape wood. Mike.
2: That's an ads.
0: That is an ads. Who knows that? Mike? Mike. Mike knows that.
2: (laughs) Mike, you solve crosswords, don't you? One or two, yeah. One or two.
0: And the first name of actor Ansari who plays Tom Haverford on TVs, parks, and recreation. Natalia. Aziz. Aziz is correct.
2: Mike has four, Natalia has three.
0: And that means Mike's the winner. Done, Mike. Thank you, Natalia. You'll be moving on to our Ask Me One More Final round at the end of the show. Give him a hand, everybody. You know what I like? Alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> so does our guest, Rosie Schap. I'm of Dutch Jewish origin. Apparently, so is our guest, Rosie Schapp. I know how to read. Which is perfect because our guest Rosie Schapp writes. She writes a drink column in the New York Times, and she'll be coming up. This is still NPR's Ask Me Another, and I'm still Ophir Eisenberg. More to come, plus, we put Rosie Schapp in the ultimate drinking game. Welcome back to Ask Me Another, (laughs) NPR's hour of trivia, word games, and puzzles. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and joining me is Rosie (laughs) Schaap. Thank you. Rosie writes the drink column for the New York Times Magazine and is author of the new memoir, the title says it all, Drinking with Men. Sweet. Welcome to Ask Me Another, Rosie. Thank you, Ophira. What do you think goes into, like, what are the characteristics of the best bar? Well, I'm going to start by saying
4: what I I don't like. Okay, good. And I don't care how great a cocktail is made at a bar. If people aren't talking to each other, it's no fun. So a bar where people really engage with each other, a bar where you make friends, where, you know, I could go back to Cheers, where everybody knows you... (laughs) Um, where you know everybody, where you get a lot of free drinks, that's uh, <laughs> it's always nice.
0: So, okay, so that, but that has to be a certain kind of structure. So I'm yeah. already thinking, you know, uh, like, are you, a di- are you drawn to dive bars?
4: I love a good dive, but I feel like, uh, you know, a certain kind of dive bar is also just a neighborhood bar, and I think that's what I love most, just your corner bar that you can rely on, and, you know, if... If you know you have a FedEx package coming and you're not going to be at home, you can have them send it to the bar. That's what I want in a bar.
0: So, really, you just make the bartender your doorman, let's just say. Exactly. A place that I can store some of my stuff. Correct. Is what I'm trying to say. Now... You are a successful author of a new memoir, but you've done a billion things. Fortune teller, librarian right. at a paranormal society, right. English teacher. So I should be able to know all the answers in the queries <laughs> just by but, Well, would you, you still know. do fortune telling? I
4: dabble a little bit, Ooh. yeah, and I've actually done a little Tasmanian, so I was all over that. Oh,
0: you, uh, yeah,
4: it's, but not with the wine drags. I'm going to try that though.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I like that we've inspired you. For you it have. In your... I'm so inspired. So I know a story from your book that I loved about you doing some tarot card reading, sort of as an underage bar attendant. That's such attendee. a nice way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Nobody's getting in trouble here. Tonight. <laughs>
4: Yeah, uh, I started reading cards for myself and then for friends in high school. And then I sort of had this weird little racket going. I lived in the suburbs in Connecticut, and I would come into Manhattan like any self-respecting New York-raised kid to see my psychoanalyst. And, uh, and I discovered the bar car, and I figured out that I could trade tarot card readings for beers. Um, it was really fun until it went horribly wrong.
0: Ah, It always does somehow, right? It always does. Uh, And you create custom cocktails, as you have done for us. I do, yes. We have the Pour Me Another. Pour
4: Me Another. I'm going to take a sip. Yes,
0: please take a sip. It's It's delightful. What Mm. is in a Pour Me Another? Well,
4: it's a variation on a Manhattan, but I was thinking about you. Oh, why, thank you. You're welcome. As only you do, (laughs) I suppose. No. (laughs) Everybody's thinking (laughs) about Ophir, right? (laughs) Yes. <laughs> but I was also thinking of Jonathan. So yes. I wanted to do this Canada meets Brooklyn variation on a Manhattan.
0: Oh, sweet yeah. and sort of sassy at the yeah. same time. So Nasty Canadian and polite.
4: Yes. yes. <laughs> exactly. You can all leave now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Canadian rye. Mm. Um, specifically Canadian maple syrup. American syrup wouldn't do for this particular Not cocktail. Same. Nope. Not the same. Um, But uh, Brooklyn made bitters And seltzer Um, And of course vermouth too
0: That (laughs) that doesn't come from
4: Brooklyn or Canada So we're not going to
0: So here's You know about drinks for every occasion I have a couple occasions in my life That I'd like you to recommend a drink for me Okay um, After being stood up Wow Um, Well I have two answers
4: One If you know a drink that that person really hates (laughs) I'd go with that
0: That's brilliant Yeah
4: that's the first thing. Okay. And if, you don't, if you're not already at a point in your relationship where you know that, have a martini. <laughs> Just, <laughs> it takes care of everything.
0: Okay. What's a good drink to do a crossword with? Um, you know, usually
4: when I'm doing a crossword on a Sunday afternoon, I'm drinking a Guinness. Woo!
0: That's good. Yeah. Iron for the brain. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, That's right. Okay. Uh, do you ever play
4: pub trivia? It's been a long time, and there's kind of a funny family story, because years ago, I used to regularly play bar trivia at a little bar in the East Village called the Fish Bar. And at a certain point, my team enlisted another chap, the most know-it-all chap of the bunch, my cousin Phil, who's a jazz DJ. Oh, we boy. we brought Phil in, and, fi- and we won week after week after week. And finally, the bar owner took me aside and was like, Listen... <laughs> Either Phil goes or your whole team goes. <laughs> um, so we right. No one
0: off. likes a winner. No, no one, likes, one exactly. likes a winner. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> too you're like Out. Exactly.
4: Um, so it's been a while. That kind of, you know, that was kind of the end. We had a great run at the fish bar, um, but we couldn't just dump Phil because he was so good. No, that you're a family. Seem, of
0: course. Yeah, that doesn't make any right. sense. All right. Well, Phil's not here, Phil but let me here. ask you, you, Rosie Shep, are you ready to take the puzzle hot seat and then ask me another challenge? I think I am. Yes, you are. All right, then let's get to it. I'm gonna hand for Rosie Schaap. Thank you. And joining me on stage, we have our puzzle guru, John Chinesky. Hello, hi, Rosie Schaap, hi. And once again, our one man house band, Jonathan Colton. Hello. Now, Rosie, we found someone to play against you. We pulled a regular from the bar where you bartend. He looks
4: familiar. Yes,
0: ladies and gentlemen, this is Ryan Lamb. <laughs> Hi there, <Daniel. laughs> Thanks. Ryan, you are a regular at uh, Rosie's Bar? I sure am. And what is your cocktail of choice?
2: A uh, tequila shot and a beer. <laughs> it's
0: not exactly a cocktail, but Depending I like that. Depending on the time of day. Depending on the time of day. What time of day is that best for?
1: That's an afternoon experience. Uh, Good
0: answer. uh, Good answer. (laughs) (laughs) Brunch. Brunchy. Okay, so let me tell you about our game. In a perfect world, everyone would have a perfect cocktail that reflects who they are, right? For example, the late editor of Cosmopolitan magazine, Helen Gurley Brown, should have always been seen with a girly drink, a Cosmopolitan. Uh Uh-huh. So in this game, (coughs) we'll meet some famous people and fictional characters, and you have to figure out the appropriate cocktail that they're drinking. If you need a hint, we will give you the ingredients. Oh. Oh, man. Okay, ready? <laughs> Here's your first question. Hi, I'm Woody Allen. Amazing accent. My analyst thinks I'm suffering from some sort of egomania since I drink only the cocktail named after one of my movies.
2: I would ring in, but I don't know. <laughs> good strategy. It's good strategy. Manhattan.
0: Rosie,
3: Manhattan is correct.
2: Hi, I'm Sheriff Rick Grimes from the AMC series The Walking Dead. When I'm not fighting flesh eating monsters, I settle down with a cocktail. It should be pretty easy to figure out what I drink. Carl, stay in the house! Zombie. Zombie's correct. I didn't know you watched that show. I don't.
1: Hola, I am revolutionary leader Che Guevara. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait a second, is he here? Oh, no, no that's no. you, Jonathan. That's just me doing a voice.
1: Oh, Don't yeah, worry. That's... I like a drink that inspires me to unlock the shackles of tyranny from an island nation 90 miles off the coast of Florida. Daiquiri. No.
0: Daiquiri? Don't see it. Ryan? Mm-mm. <laughs> 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 Ryan, I don't even know you, but I like you.
3: Can I just say that? <laughs>
0: what if, we, what if, we
1: met earlier at the bar, so... <laughs> <laughs> what if I give you the, uh, the ingredients of this drink? It is white rum, Coke, and lime.
0: Go ahead, Rosie. Should I say? Yeah.
1: Well, a daiquiri is Cuban,
4: but it's a Cuba Libre.
0: Cuba Libre. That's right. Hi, I'm Bob Vila. When I'm done renovating this old house, I like to settle down with this old drink. Named after something in my toolbox.
4: Screwdriver.
0: Correct, yes. Rosie.
2: And I'm the one wearing the denim shirt. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> weird. <laughs> I'm Popeye the Sailor. I likes me a drink that's as refreshing as a gentle wind blowing off the ocean. A sea breeze? Yes, way to go, right? Yes. Thank you very much.
1: John, you didn't want to do a voice with that one? That seems like an no. obvious one for... Hi there, I'm Glenn Fry of the Eagles. I don't often drink in the morning, but when I do, I like a drink that looks like the dawn and tastes like regret. I even wrote a song about it.
2: Tequila Sunrise. Yes! So that's what Glenn Fry sounds like. Just like that. Yes. Yes. Rosie has three. Ryan has two. Rosie wins.
3: Oh, Rosie!
0: We have a prize for you, Rosie. It's what you need at the bar. It's a Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. Oh my God! I am
4: overwhelmed. Thank you so much. And you
0: still have bragging rights at your bar. You can do whatever you want there because you beat Ryan. Very important. That's right. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) I'm gonna hand for our winner and VIP tonight. Jonathan? Yes, Sophia. Would you like to play a tune?
1: I would like to play a tune. What are you gonna play? I have one that I think is probably appropriate. Uh this is called Drinking With You. We work late and I pretend that I don't notice when you're next to me But I do I might be mistaken But I sometimes get the feeling that you notice too And I know this place that's near here Quiet, dark and small when we're finished here, I think that I may need a beer. How about you? And it'd be nice to go out drinking
3: with you.
0: That was Jonathan Colton. All the drinking games aside, please drink responsibly. Finally, it's what we've all been waiting for. Let's bring back our winners to play the quick fire round, Ask Me One More. From adult young fiction, we have Danny Arico. Celebrity crossbreeds, Diana Teneri. Compound interest, we have Dory Green. We will rock you, Eric Lynn. And from A to Z, Mike Nothnagel. John, what kind of game do we have for our final round?
2: Our final game is called Initial This. We'll give you the initials of a common texting or internet message expression, and you tell us what the initials stand for. For example, if I said BRB, you'd say Be Right Back. The final round is played spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. Last person standing is today's grand prize winner. Ready, players? Yes. Here we go. LOL, Danny. Laughing out loud. That's right. Diana, JK.
3: Just kidding.
2: That's correct. Dory, BTW. By the way. Yes. Eric, TMI. Uh, Too much information. Uh Uh-huh, that's right. Mike, O-M-G. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's so right. Danny, B-F-F. Best friends forever. That's right. Just like you and me, Danny. Okay, Diana. F-W-I-W.
3: For what it's worth.
2: Yes. Dory, R-O-T-F-L.
3: Rolling on the floor laughing.
1: That's
2: right. (laughs) Eric, (laughs) N-S-F-W. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh huh. I guess you don't know. No, I that see much. that a lot. I, I go, imagine I go, so. I yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, not safe for work. Not safe
2: for work is right. Mike, <laughs> I M H O. In my humble opinion. Yes. Danny, T T Y L. Talk to you later. Okay, talk to you later. That's correct. <laughs> Diana, I D K. I don't know. You sure you have any, any clue whatsoever? Yes, I get it. You're right. <laughs> Dory, FTW. For the win. That's right. Eric, YW. YW. Three seconds. Young women? No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not safe for work. Now I see
2: where the NSFW comes from. Okay. Mike. Mike YW you wish no it's not you wish danny yw you win not you win either diana take a guess you're welcome you're welcome is correct okay the boys are off the stage it's now diana and dory dory here we go cml Call me later. Call you later is right. (laughs) Diana, IRL. In real life. In real life is right. Dory, I-C-Y-M-I.
0: In case
3: you missed it.
2: Yes, in case you missed it. Diana, (laughs) YGTBKM. One more time. YGTBKM. Three seconds.
3: No. Nope.
2: No guess. Dory, any guess? You've got to be kidding me. Yes, that's right. You win. Yeah.
3: Wow.
0: Dory Green, you are our show's big winner. Oh, nice. And you get our grand prize. Been given to us by our VIP Rosie Shapp. Uh The special drink which she made for us that we were calling Poor Me Another, that's a little bit of Canada, a little bit of Brooklyn, is part of your prize because we are now renaming that drink the Dory Green. Oh my gosh! It will be known oh as that God. forever. And if you would like to make that drink at home, Rosie's recipe will be on her Facebook page and given to you. Plus, we are giving you your very own bottle of Brooklyn rhubarb bitters because these are extraordinarily hard to find as well as a copy of Rosie Schapp's new memoir, Drinking With Men. Dory Green, everybody. Well, that's it for Ask Me Another. We have run out of time. But remember, you can find us in a bunch of games we didn't get to play on Facebook and Twitter. Just look around for NPR Ask Me Another. Another Puzzle Czar is John Chineski.
2: Hey, my name anagrams to Oh Heck Ninjas.
0: The man behind the music at Ask Me Another is Mr. Jonathan Colton. <laughs> Additional Puzzle writed contributed by Kyle Feekley, Josiah Madigan, Greg Pliska, Dan Schofield, Greg Volk, and David Levinson-Wilk. AMA was recorded and mixed by Paul Ruest. Our house sound engineer is David Hurtkin. Ask Me Another's Puzzle Editor is Art Chung. Our Associate Producer is Josh Rogerson, with production help from Eleanor Kagan, Noriko Okabe, James Rancey, and Anna Seabach. Our Senior Supervising Producer is Jesse Baker. Our General Manager is Portia Robinson-Migas, and our Executive Producer is Eric Newsom. We'd like to thank The Bell House,
2: Hot Heel Blues,
0: our home in Brooklyn, New York, and our production partner, WNYC. Yeah, yeah. I'm her right
2: Begonias. Ophira Eisenberg.
0: And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Yeah. Next time on Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, we chat with a guy who makes a living, wait for it, sharpening pencils.
2: I found a void and turned it into a niche. (laughs) That actually is a really elegant way of expressing my business model.
0: I'm Ophira Eisenberg. Join me and writer David Reese next time on Ask Me Another, NPR's guiltiest and most puzzling pleasure.